0: This is the Tom Bigby Tales, and I'm Shannon Evans, your host. I write about a small town in northeast Mississippi along the Tom Bigby River called Columbus. And today, I am interviewing my friend Alan Aldridge, who also has a podcast and an adult beverage.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: it's Mississippi, and we always need a good adult beverage after five.
1: That, that's just it. It's that's uh, just it. <laughs> it's good to be with you, Shannon. Uh, <laughs> So, um, so, I appreciate Alan, you asking us, me to come on.
0: Oh, I'm so happy you're here. Um, tell us a little bit about, uh, tell us the, the name and all the information on your podcast, and uh, and uh, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Oh, uh, Porch Talk. It is a uh, a creator, uh creative podcast. Uh, it originally began uh, on my porch in Kennedy, Alabama. And then I began working and catching up with friends in Columbus, and I started connecting with interesting pe- people such as Jamie Nettles or uh, a Colin Crager, people who I consider to be movers and shakers within the community. Uh, and the show kind of grew. Jamie allowed me to begin interviewing musicians who were passing through her Sunstroke House venue and that really helped put Porch Talk on the map when it came to uh, having clout within the music community to uh, get more musical guests. Uh, Since then, it's become a national, international uh, thing within the music community. I've talked to people from South Africa about their music, uh, even uh, the Ukraine and Russia, Uh, and it was very interesting times because it was right when that, uh, event popped off with, between the two countries and uh, but we we didn't even mention that I, I figured it would have been like beating a dead horse at that time because it was so uh, convoluted with uh, everything that the national news was doing but uh, we talked about just their music and well years ago before that had even happened that how they got over here to America and they kind of live a gypsy lifestyle just going from like a New York City to California back and forth but yeah, uh, small business owners, uh, any entrepreneur minded is welcome. I mean, uh, I have a, an affinity for the blues. Uh, you have come on my show once before, and we talked briefly about the blues uh, when you came on. It was mainly about Columbus, but uh, my go and mission with porch talk uh, is it's kind of grown, but uh, the mission is just to curate and tell the story of of music during this era of history and uh, the creatives and the shakers within this culture.
0: We need to get together and talk about the blues again. I've got all kinds of stories to tell you about um, the things that have been going on lately with descendants and research that's going on out there. I think you'd have a, you'd love it, but
1: yeah, it's, I mean, it's always good, like just following some of the work that you've done and that I'm just really inspired by what you've done for those in the blues community.
0: Well, thank you. So, so how, how many downloads are you at now? Do you know?
1: Uh, so when I started, uh, two years, I lost my download count because I was working with a different, uh, upload. I think at that time I was around 30 or 40 and now I'm sitting around 60. So, uh, over well over a hundred, but, uh, those numbers are not accurate. I know, I know for a fact they're not, Uh uh, and a lot of that like i don't have all my numbers for spotify and like as of yesterday i i don't know if the show is going to remain on spotify uh they just renewed their policy and one thing that i always do on porch talk is share music and so i just dropped a big music episode uh yesterday and uh they would not reinstate it and I was like, well, music is a big part of the show, so I don't know if that means they're going to go back on the back catalog or I don't know what that'll mean. Mm-hmm. Probably not, but uh, yeah, it's...
0: Does that keep you off YouTube as well, YouTube podcast.
1: Well, I only put... I've put some just like still videos on YouTube, but I typically only put like these Zoom calls uh, mm-hmm. on YouTube or if I happen to have a camera guy, but on YouTube I won't play music because like right when they hear a music note they're mm-hmm. going to flag it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it is a problem. And it, and that's especially hurtful when you know that the musicians aren't even benefiting from that.
1: Yeah, and I'm on top of that. Look, I wouldn't I wouldn't share any music that I didn't have rights to or permission. Mm-hmm. And I mean, with some of the shows that I put on YouTube or even like uh, Spotify or even some of the other podcatchers of I'll get an email being like uh, this episode's going to be demonetized because of the music on it. I was like, well, it is what it is.
0: Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> it's a game. So how did you get started doing this? Did you have another podcast first or have you always just had porch talk? And by I've, the got way, another,
1: I've got another one, but it's, it's non-existent right now. It was called illuminate, but okay. uh, that, that was, uh, after Porch Talk. Uh Porch Talk is it it started exactly the name of the show. Of I had just moved back in this area from Mobile and I was catching up with friends that I hadn't seen in six years. And you know, we were just catching up and then next thing you know a keyboard or a guitar would come out and be like, hey, I've been working on this song. Mm -hmm. Maybe you could help me finish it. What do you think about this? Mm -hmm. And I was just getting into podcasting at that time and scouring through different music podcasts. I was like, I don't think anything exists like what we have. We'll have a conversation, and then at the end, we'll play music. Mm -hmm. And then as the show grew, I was interviewing musicians, so that made it to where I didn't have to play on the show anymore, which was fortunate for everyone, I think. Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) Well, I don't know. I I like to hear you play. Well, thank you. So... (laughs) um how many episodes do you have out there
1: uh 550
0: oh my goodness
1: and then there are the lost episodes i mean that goes back to some of the download count like i lost some when i was transferring uh and then there are some that are only on youtube and it's it's crazy so,
0: so how so are you podcasting it? you've been doing this for two and a half years
1: oh five years Five years. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, that's right. So well,
0: roughly a hundred and to hundred and fifty episodes. Mm-hmm. So, so twice a week.
1: Yeah. Uh. Well, here lately, like I started when it first started, it was uh, once a week. I would drop an episode on a Tuesday or Thursday, and then there was a lot of interest in the show, and so I started doing Tuesdays and Thursday, and then for the past four months, I've been doing uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. So it's oh, been my three weeks.
0: That's insane.
1: And then there, there are some there's some weeks to where I, I could do four or five a week, but I, I don't. Um I would like to get to that point. Uh which which is good. Uh I enjoy doing that. And it helps with not only having ads on the show and then like Manscaped and Caldera Labs, they sponsor the show. And uh it,
0: Oh, I didn't how loved, did you get sp- sponsored?
1: they reached out to me uh through uh through email. Uh, oh wow. I have I have no idea how they found me. Uh but some of their guys in the marketing department were really into the show and they was like, "Hey, uh, you know, how many downloads do you get in a week?" And the first time Manscape reached out like I didn't have their numbers. I think I was like 150 or 200 a week. And they was like, "Uh, email us back when you get up to, a, you know, 3 to 500." And I was like, "Okay." Mm-hmm. And so like when I started doing two episodes a week and then three episodes a week, it was a lot easier to achieve that. Uh-huh. And I wrote them back and I was like, Hey, I'm at the number now. And they was like, great, here's your promo code. And they, you know, sent a whole package of goods and
0: oh wow, all that.
1: So well, yeah, it's good people's.
0: Well, I hope I can find someone I'm, I'm down. I'm getting about, I don't know.
1: Anyway, yeah. I mean, um, I, I see you, you're killing it of like, well, you've been doing it for a few months now and like you're you're probably about to pass me on downloads, it seems like before well, long. Well, I don't
0: know about that. But I've got I think uh I started September twelfth and uh officially started. And then I think today I'm almost at fifty five thousand downloads.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that's that's very impressive. Um, like just with like with Red Circle, the podcatcher that I use right now. I think, like I'm sitting around sixty, and I've been with those guys for, I think, two and a half years now, well, or so.
0: Well, what's, but like you, I
1: said, but I don't pay for their analytics, so I have no idea if that's accurate or not.
0: Well, it's probably. Uh, I mean, you probably don't get the depth that you would if you paid for analytics. So you, but you're probably the what you're getting is probably accurate. Yeah,
1: the metrics probably good. Yeah,
0: but uh, so where's your audience? Like, like I'm shocked. Like an audience. Who the heck in South Korea wants yeah. to talk about Columbus, Mississippi? Yeah, but yeah, it's not yeah. like I one mean, or two people. <laughs> Who? I, why do I have? I don't know. Nine thousand downloads from France.
1: Yeah, it's it's wild, ain't it? Like uh, we have a big following in Europe. Uh, South Africa is huge. Egypt yeah. is the, the second biggest country. Uh, really? Canada Canada enjoys it of Eastern European Eastern European countries of uh some parts of Asia like you said, like a Japan uh, or even a Korea Japan
0: of, I understand because they've always been enamored with the blues and Southern rock and mm-hmm. you know, they, they, they've and and of course British rock that's been a huge that that's always been a huge draw with the youth there for
1: yeah. For, and also like it's just here in the States of, uh, you know, just within the Mississippi and Alabama area where I've been stomping around for most of my life, that's not even the bulk of my audience.
0: Mine either.
1: It's it's New exciting. it's New York State, California, and Colorado.
0: And my and my other one's New Jersey. Why New Jersey? Don't they right. have enough crazy people in there? maybe they identify with our crazy with our crazy politicians. Yeah, I don't know. Like
1: uh I was talking with a friend the other day, like I had just seen your post with like the numbers that you were doing. And I just showed it to him and I was like, she's killing it. And he was like, I mean, I, I follow it too. And I think you would be amazed when you start spilling some of the local tea around here. And I was like, I, I wonder if it is local though, because I was like, I know the way that my podcast goes. And it seems like everyone that knows me doesn't really give a damn, you know?
0: No, it's really funny. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I know I have people walk up to me. I I never go to Walmart. Okay, we call it Satan's store in our in our house, just because <laughs> you go, you know, it's like people at Walmart's real. Okay, especially in you know Mississippi, if you go to Walmart, it's kind of like going to Dollar General. Um, you don't know what you're gonna get. Um, so I I I tried. I thought I was being in stealth mode, and I went at like seven o'clock in the morning. And I thought I'd get in, get out. I just needed one thing that I couldn't get anywhere else unless I ordered it on Amazon, and I needed it, so I was like, "I'll run in, go to the business section." All I needed was legal pads, just a stack of legal pads, because I I still write mm-hmm. a lot of my my scripts longhand first. <laughs> I love your podcast. I like. Who I don't even know this person from Adam's house cat. They know <laughs> yeah, me. Right. And and, I, and it just cracks me up. They're like, when you going to write something else about, you know, Nancy Carpenter? When are you going to write about another murder? It's just mm-hmm. insane. So I, I'm not sure if it's good or bad that people know me now.
1: I, I, I mean, right when you started breaking that Nancy Carpenter story, and I remember we were sitting in Zachary's at the bar. And uh, me and a friend were were talking about it. Because, I mean, you you were breaking it on the socials. And I, I had mm-hmm. known you you know, through your TikTok videos of doing like the history of these Mm -hmm. buildings. And I was like, well, this is very interesting. And she's well-versed in the town. And then next thing you know is like, I see a post that you shared. Well, I didn't know that I I could go as a Columbus citizen to Davis Wade and sit in the booth. I didn't know that my tax dollars were doing this. Uh And I was like, oh, wow. And then like the more you kept digging and I was like, we actually have a real scandal here. (laughs)
0: Yeah, we do. She's gone March 31st, but she hasn't gone yet. So, and then she's only going across the street to the Tennessee Williams building. So, we got to watch because they get government funding too. Yeah, I I wouldn't care. I mean, I would do, but I wouldn't. But it's it's our tax dollars. And that's what got me involved was this is, and it's not a little bit of tax dollars. You know, Main Street Columbus has a budget of like, I don't know. 100 to 150,000. dollars They don't get much. Mm-hmm. They do. Look at all the people that did you go to Wasselfest? Mm-hmm. You could not walk the streets of Columbus. It was elbow to elbow. It was, you know, a mass of humanity. She does that on a shoestring. The CVB, the Columbus Visitors Bureau, tell me how many people were at Catfish in the Alley or, or the Antique Show. I mean, we're talking 40, 50 people. And, yeah, and Captain Shally is. Yeah. You know it's she pays like, those vendors. Those vendors, she pays them to come. I've never mm-hmm. heard anybody paying a vendor.
1: Yeah, they usually have to pay to be there.
0: Yeah, no kidding. But she yeah, I pays mean, them out of your tax dollars.
1: I remember I, I was one of the vendors working at that day, and um, like, you know, we had Terry Harmonica Bean, Honey Boy, and Boots, some great musicians come out to play. And um, I was like, I just cannot believe there are not more people here.
0: No, she like, didn't advertise to the last minute.
1: Catfish Alley million
0: budget, but she does not advertise.
1: Right, and Catfish Alley is so historical. I mean, there's there's yeah. a blues marker. I mean, you and I both know it's not in the right location, but correct. Uh, it's at least it's there. Uh-huh. And
0: I it mean, I even promoted. like.
1: Yeah. Once again, I mean that's another blunder, but I wonder, like. Like with the the journalism that you're doing and like the stories that you're sharing on this podcast, I wonder what that's going to mean for the marketing of Columbus. I, I think that'll be a bigger help. And it's, it's free. Like as far as like maybe drawing and luring people in, uh, there was a podcast done. I can't remember the guy's name out of New York, but it was in Woodstock, Alabama. It was a podcast called shit town.
0: Oh Yes. I, I listened to every dang one of those. They were awesome.
1: Yeah, they, they were They were very captivating. And that also kind of put uh, Woodstock on the map. Like that became like a, it was a very touristy thing. Uh-huh. And, you know, when I would tell people at the time I was living in the Tuscaloosa area, which is, you know, not very far from there. And like when I would run in from someone from South Alabama or, you know, neighboring areas and they were like
0: lower Alabama as people in Mississippi have a
1: bad calling it. Yeah. LA. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And uh they were like, oh Tuscaloosa, so like you're not far from Woodstock, huh? What do you make of all that? And I was like, well, from everyone that I know personally that knows some of the people you probably heard on that podcast. That was not the way it was. Mm -hmm. It was a little it was a drama just like anything else.
0: Yeah.
1: But captivating
0: I'll tell you what, mine's mine's all public record. I will invite you. Anything I put on here, you can find in public record.
1: Oh yeah, yeah every like story,
0: every piece of history. I go out and do the research, but I find it in public record. I find it in newspapers. I Find it in the courthouse. I find it in the library. I find it in Mississippi State's libraries. I I go in the old court documents. I mean, you got to read between the lines sometimes and and understand contextually. But there's some. Crazy stuff. I mean, last night's podcast. Uh, I, I I'm surprised I didn't have nightmares. It was just, it was really, really, really a hard podcast to even record because it's Oof. just the depravity of of humans to other humans. So you know, but I mean, but it's history. It is what happened, and um, yeah. you know, I you mean- can't you can't change that. But I'm not going to paint pretty pictures, too, because I know lots of people would like me to talk about, oh, well, we, you know, we did this and we did that. And I'm like, well, no, you didn't. Those are lies. Uh, <laughs> one of my favorite mm-hmm. short ones that I did, and I'll do a longer podcast on it, but I put it up in, it's up in my YouTube podcast. There's a, you've been to Friendship Cemetery, haven't you? Oh, yeah. So Friendship Cemetery was the white cemetery in town. And the black cemetery at, at, at the time was, was um, Sandfield and Sandfield's over there near, near the, near Brooks Brooks Park. Park. Yeah. So uh,
1: interesting. Like we were talking about this, I think two nights ago. Uh, and I, I knew the story well, uh, like we were talking about there was some uh, digging done by some company and right by the roadways and they i mean they were literally digging up skeletons and i was like yeah i mean when they paved that highway Old 082 right there they just went right over that part of that yep. graveyard
0: yep part of it well those that that gross that uh the harley place the hotel the sprint Mart are all sitting on top of what was originally graveyard
1: Mm-hmm. hologram
0: yeah so I mean and and the hotel has encroached even more on the anyways it's, uh, uh, the city I don't I don't know when they're going to finish that case, but they got to do something and that that uh motor company on the corner you know the one that's mm-hmm. on is that 25th or 23rd that's encroaching 30 I think it's 30 feet over into the and then it's a hundred and something feet long that they've encroached. So that that's amazing. sells to it.
1: I mean, it's amazing what people will do, like with a fence and a property line. You just uh, if you don't if you don't keep them in check, but they'll move that yeah. fence and keep on growing and growing
0: well, so the 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 motor companies put buildings and they've got stacks of old auto parts and stuff back there. The one that bothers me the most is that hotel. the hotel has moved their fence out, I don't know, 15, 20 feet. And then whatever the length of their place is, which is, I think is 110 feet, but they put a fence. They put a chain link fence up. Just took whatever they wanted
1: because their mm-hmm. property
0: literally goes to the back of their building. Plus, I don't know, maybe a foot. So they that would have been their property line, their real property line. So when you go behind that fence, there's graves, there's headstones, there's markers back there. Some of the markers have been removed because they've expanded. They've they've added on like like dwelling places and storage rooms and stuff like that back there. They've poured concrete on top of, of, of graves. I mean, it's hallowed ground and it's total disregard and they've not been held in check. So mm-hmm. I don't know what the, I don't know what's going to become of that, but the city is aware of it. So I guess I need to go follow up and raise hell again, but, yeah, over but
1: there's that, a start.
0: Yeah. Over it, and I did walk over. There. I mean, the mayor's aware. He he was disgusted by it. He called the sec, uh, secretary of state. Sent some. I think they sent somebody. I can't remember who they sent, but they had somebody come and walk it. Plus, they were trying to figure out who owned the additional area. And I was like, I know who owns that. Um, it's the Edwards family, but Mrs. Edwards is quite elderly and frail, and mm-hmm. I think the funeral homes. Have somewhat taken advantage of it over the years. I don't. I don't know that it's conscious, but it's cheap, and they can bury somebody. And I talked to one of the grave diggers, and he says, "Well, we go along, and they take divining rods. They do witching rods. Mm -hmm. They figure out where somebody's where the ground is undisturbed, and then they they put they run stakes down to make sure that it's not hitting a an old grave." and then they'll dig and bury somebody
1: mercy. Yes.
0: I I mean, but they don't have GPR. I mean, that's a $50,000 machine.
1: And just something I wanted to talk to you about, like, uh, this is a guy he's, uh, he's been checking out Columbus. Very interested. Uh, this is an industry guy, you know, of everything that we have going with the golden triangle of all this industry that's coming in, we're talking billions of dollars Mm -hmm. and, Him and his family are interested in Columbus. He's like, you got a great geographical location, Mm -hmm. a lot of great history, Mm -hmm. for better or worse. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Of and you know you're right there on the river, and there's culture, Mm -hmm. and Columbus should be great, but it isn't. It used to be, and I mean, mean, in my
0: childhood, it we had significant cultural events we i mean it was it was clean it was i mean this is post-integration there's it it was people took pride in the community everybody did and i don't know what happened i moved away and gone to hell in a handbasket so we got to bring it back that's part of what i'm doing this my podcast for is i could just rail on elected officials (laughs) Uh, but I want to. I want people to understand why it's worth fighting for.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and that's that's kind of like with uh, Porch Fest, the uh, music festival I have coming up at Monson Brothers on April twelfth and thirteenth. Oh, During pilgrimage. Gotten, right hmm?
0: at the end of pilgrimage. Yes. Uh
1: huh. Um, but I mean, I have musicians from all over the country. They're going to come to Columbus and play. And it's going to be a Friday. It's going to start at five. So if you're getting off work, mm-hmm. hey, come by when you get off, bring the family. It's family friendly. It's not, mm-hmm. it's not going to be obscene or anything. You, your kids didn't mm-hmm. see. And then Saturday, we're going to kick it back off at noon and we're going to go until probably 11.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, uh, on they Saturday, roll the, at,
0: they roll up the sidewalks at Columbus at 11,
1: 1130. That's what I hear. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah. And like, Creating these events, like you know, we do we do the October there, and I mean a lot of people come out to support that. And i uh, you know, with some of these events, well, it's really well advertised, so therefore it's marketed well and it works. And I mean, the, the same is going to be true. Is, if, is
0: Columbus Visitors Bureau helping promote it?
1: Absolutely, no, absolutely not. I mean, this what about Main Our own. I don't think so.
0: They probably don't have. I, the, I, they don't have the financing.
1: You know, but I mean, like most of the advertisement that we're doing, it's just through Facebook ads, mm-hmm. and I mean that that's bread and butter right now with the age that we're in. But i I mean, still to me, if I'm if I'm having a bite to eat at a Zacharys, or if I'm walking by the Columbus Art Council and I see on the bulletin of upcoming events, I mean, I guess I'm still old school and word of mouth in that regard. If I see the flyer, I'll take a picture, I'll be like, "Oh yeah, I'm," I'll mm-hmm. definitely be there, but. Social media works really well for people today.
0: Yeah, I like the reminders and the, you know, are you going to go interested in this event? I think those are, those are good. Yeah.
1: And also, I mean, like, even if it wasn't even on your radar, if you have a mutual friend, be like, oh, so I haven't seen her or him in a while. Oh, yeah, I might shoot him a message. Hey, I'm, I think I'm going to go. I'll see you there. You know, it's it's good stuff. But like to what you were saying about, beginning to take pride in the community again and putting on these events. Like that's really something that I want to strive towards doing is uh, bringing that culture back to town and like giving something for everyone to be happy and proud of. And yeah, we, we can rebuild this culture.
0: I think Ryan has done Ryan Munson has done a fabulous job at Munson. He's
1: He's a shaker. He is.
0: Yeah, he really is. We need, we need about 10 Ryans in this town.
1: It'd be great of and and just more more people to work together,
0: are you I've, still doing open mics down there?
1: I am that kicks back off on uh, the eleventh of January.
0: Oh, that's awesome. We'll be down mm. there we we like I might even get in. I'm gonna see if I can poke in and get him to go play. I don't know we'll see
1: i wish I wish you would <laughs> We need yeah, all I wish the help Manlin
0: he'd have a good time
1: and and that's another thing like just like with music in the town, and you know maybe for some of the live events, I understand why. You know, maybe someone doesn't go out as like, well, uh, he plays there every Friday night or, you know, whatever, yeah. whatever you want to say. But uh, yeah. it seems like there's always an ebb and flow or maybe even a fair weather when it comes to music events mm-hmm. uh, to where people are really into it or they just want to do anything else.
0: Well, um, and this is kind of off topic, but I, the music has really died around here. I mean, I remember when music was. Massive in this town, you could go hear blues, or or rockabilly, or rock, or gospel, something. There'd be at least two events going on every weekend. Mm-hmm. And now, um, it, and 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 it ends up being, uh, no offense, not you, but it ends up being the same old guys that i went to school with mm-hmm. and i literally know their song list cuz they they haven't changed it and it's yacht rock from when we were in high school and i'll go okay they're going to play this and then the next song's going to be this and then they're going to play you know anyways
1: <laughs> yeah yeah so I know what how you do we, how,
0: you know what's it, what's your thought on 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 music and and cuz this was a rich community of music at one point
1: I don't they're, they're still out there and like there are so many new young musicians who are uh I think beginning to try and find their way. I don't I don't know where they are on Friday night. I don't know what they're doing. Uh but I know <laughs> they're, they're not they're,
0: playing in town. They're, there's but, no yeah. venues.
1: Yeah, that's that's a, that's another problem. Uh but uh he served on the city council and with the the Green Cup districts that we just started doing. Uh, the district, I can't think of the name of it, but it's on the North side. And there was an old, um, like a restaurant. I, I used to go over there and eat on the North side. Uh, and the young man who was on the city council, it was his mom and dad's business. He's going to begin taking it back over. Pierre and so, yes. Okay.
0: Yes. Interesting. And so
1: he was telling me that. Uh, he wants to reopen and reestablish that as a venue again.
0: Oh, I wish so, Jones's would reopen Jones's Cafe and then uh, annex the side and do some music.
1: I, and I think that that's what we need. Like, you know, with uh, Main Street Ties begun to do music, Monson has music. Uh, the Art Council will do a music event every now and then. But, you know, we, we lost the Burning Piano down by Lowe's uh, last year. Yeah. Uh, and like you, you get one place and it seems like you lose another.
0: Yeah. And it, I thought the burning piano was well attended and then all of a sudden it wasn't.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what happened there. I've, I probably went there over a dozen times. I've even played there two or three times uh-huh. and always a nice atmosphere. I never had an issue with mm-hmm. anybody or it was anything. A great place. I had a great time. Well, I do know the
0: cops like to sit out there and, Pop people. Yeah. So that and that's quick at closing the place. What about Muddy Waters? Does Muddy Waters have music anymore?
1: The last event that I uh well no, it's been two events. So I think about once a month. Uh they had a friend of mine from Hattiesburg. They had Tyler Tisdale come up and play. That's and cool. uh and like they it. do they recently had some kind of a, a day festival to where they had two or three uh, heavier bands, like more of a metal kind of genre. Uh, they do that once a year. Uh, You'd
0: but, think they'd bring some blues up here from Clarksdale.
1: I'm yeah. working on that.
0: You need you need to meet my friend Guitar Frenchy.
1: Oh, I'm, I introduced him to you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that dude came, uh, came from France, landed in California, uh, met Shooter Jennings, Waylon's mm-hmm. son. And wound up in Texas. And then next thing you know, that he got struck with the blues.
0: He is good. and he's golden. I mean, he's the nicest guy.
1: He's come on uh he's come on my show twice. Uh, i I really like him. Well uh, I can't I'm getting ready guy. to do
0: some work down in um uh, in Clarksdale and I can't wait to to go hang out and, and I got a few other friends I can want to meet down there and hang out and
1: uh I wanna say it's tonight. He's playing at Ground Zero. Yeah. I, mean, I and those and those are events. That, and it was an accidental uh,
0: event too. It was like an unscheduled, like I don't know if somebody got sick and he's filling in, or
1: well, that's a good fill in.
0: It, it is, and and he brings so much energy. I've seen him twice now, and I'm like, dang, this is so much fun.
1: You know, he was in the Dallas Fort Worth uh, area for for years, and uh, I don't even remember how he and I met. It was maybe through social media, I'm not, I don't remember. And, uh, I told him that I was in the Mississippi area and he was like, I've been to Clarksdale a few times. And I said, well, why don't you come back? Like, and then next thing, you know, he plays a show in Clarksdale and he goes back and, uh, I get him to come back on the show and he tells me off the record. Then I'm moving back to Mississippi. And I was like,
0: Oh, wow.
1: Thank goodness,
0: yeah. And I mean,
1: and now we have him. So I mean, uh, and I hope Mississippi treats him well, and uh, man, because I, I think he's great. I love it. Uh, and and th- and that's somebody that uh, I haven't announced, but I've been talking to. I want him to come play Porch Fest.
0: That'd be awesome. I and,
1: and, I, and, and I think people would love it. I mean, I mean, he's still got the French accent, and well, man, I just love. I I love talking to him.
0: He's cheeky as can be. He's funny. And,
1: but like when you talk to him, I mean, it's like he he is just as American as you or I, and mm-hmm. he 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 believes in the red, white, and blue. Yeah, I, I love it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> he's he's a he's a true convert. So, what's been your most interesting guest you've ever had?
1: Oh, I'll tell you maybe a few. Uh, I really enjoyed, and I've had him several times. Um, Abe Partridge.
0: Oh God. And I love Alabama Astronaut. He's fascinating. Yeah. I want to talk to him.
1: Yeah, I can I could probably line that up for you.
0: Oh, I'll I'd just, love that. I'd love to have him on my podcast.
1: Dear friend of mine. Uh, and, uh, there's I got a, a snake
0: handling story I want to I wanna <laughs> give him.
1: <laughs> and and that is another one of those style podcasts. And Farrell Gibbs, he helped produce that and put Alabama mm-hmm. astronaut together. And I was talking to Farrell. Uh, right after it dropped because right when they dropped i listened to the entire thing in i did one too
0: day. i I been I, I could
1: I could. i couldn't stop
0: i stayed and, up uh, till four in the morning just mesmerized
1: i, I, I called Farrell after i finished listening and of course i had done blown abe up immediately after finishing the last episode and i called him i was like hey that's one of the best podcasts i've ever heard
0: i know it's and just he was
1: like he said, "You listen to the whole thing," and I was like, "Dude, it was like a lazy potato chip. I, I, I couldn't stop.
0: And you can't eat just one?" <laughs> that's
1: yeah, that's it. And I called Farrell, and I was like, "I don't know if you were going after a shit town feel, but you knocked it out of the park."
0: He did. And I, I he was wish I like, could that, get that kind of a. I don't know how they accomplished that, but dang, talk about master storyteller.
1: It's yeah, it's uh, you know, you you have let's say 40 to 60 hours of recorded material and you meticulously pick through it until I'm only using 10 hours of this because this five minute segment is a nugget of Mm -hmm. four of what would be four hours of piling through things Mm -hmm. and just piecing everything together. And Farrell did such a good job of telling the story. Uh And it it was wild. Like, and it was wild, like Abe was just calling in from the robe. And uh, and even when I they loved were talking, when he talked
0: about being in the church and they turned off that they cut the fuse box. The yeah. snakes are in the front and he's like going, oh shit.
1: Yeah, yeah. He's like and he he had his uh he had his buddy who was like a daredevil and he's like, buddy, we need to get the hell out of here. Yeah,
0: yeah like and,
1: <laughs> <laughs> just, and then the lights came back. Uh uh.
0: Snake handlers are <laughs> different breeds.
1: Uh, I'm hoping to get up there. Um, the Sand Mountain and some of those places with Abe. Uh, I, di- I didn't want to step on his turf and, you know, probably have him on the show, but I did want to get up there and meet those guys. I mean, they just, yeah. the coots, they 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 seem like sweet and misunderstood it did. people. It just
0: seemed like genuine, you know, God-fearing people. Although I could take him down to Yazoo County up in the hills up there and he could meet their cousins. I got I got family and in, in Blackhawk up in Carroll County. They're snake handling.
1: See, I, I thought it, I, I didn't know it was still in Mississippi. I thought it had died out here. Oh, completely. no, it had
0: died out. It's just not talked about because it's outlawed. I mm. see. Because those guys got bit and it's been outlawed because there's not enough anti venom or whatever. Because once you've had the anti venom, I don't think you can have it again.
1: I think you're right. And I mean, it was wild, like for them drinking strychnine or oh, battery acid or whatever else. And, and here in the the professor talk about it. He's like a whateverologist. And he was like, well, they're probably taking charcoal before they do it. And, you know, and hearing Abe spill, he's like, why would they know this is 100%? This is what right? they believe.
0: Yeah. It's, it, it, it isn't doesn't, Disney.
1: It's not show. They're not oh getting God. paid to do this.
0: Uh-uh. They believe it.
1: Mm-hmm. So I, that whole thing is incredible, you know.
0: I'm telling you, I'll take you I'll take you out to a couple of places out in the counties. Uh <laughs> it's going on it it goes on out it goes on out near Hamilton, if you don't know that.
1: Oh, uh, let me let me pull it up here. I had a recent one that was uh really blew me away. Oh, uh, there's a band down in Hattiesburg who I believe is probably going to be the next big thing. They're probably going to blow up.
0: Oh, really? Uh, Who's that?
1: Gr- Grits and Greens.
0: Oh, I heard them the other day. Mm-hmm, I don't they're know if great. that was from you or someone else, but I thought they were fabulous.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, they're very interesting. And
0: What'd you like about them?
1: You know, it was the same thing, like, when I was living down in Mobile, I remember seeing the Red Clay Strays' uh, first start. I was going uh, down to Doherty's on Dolphin Island to see them, mm-hmm. and I, I would see them in, in town in Mobile from time to time. And it, it was always apparent to me that this this is going to be a rarity because in a few years you won't be able to sit in a room this small and hear a band this good. Mm-hmm and now they have the tour bus and their their tour nationwide and mm-hmm. number one song on spotify and I'm, they're just and i see grits and green they're on that same trajectory yeah um their music is wonderful it 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 feels like mississippi it it does have like a a bluesy blues rock sound it also like for more of those who like a jam band like a grateful dead it it has that element in it as well and i think that's the sound that the the nation as a whole is really into right now.
0: That's interesting. I, I think that's exciting. Um what was your favorite guest?
1: Hmm. That's that's fairly tough. I don't like I've been really heavy in the comedy lately and uh a comedian out of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania Uh, He does a lot of cool projects. Uh, He wrote a book. Wasn't really writing a book at all. It was more of a commentary of Facebook perks that Facebook posts that he did while he was addicted to painkillers. And the book was called On Perks. And it would be like just some of the most ridiculous posts. And like he got his comedy buddies to... Uh the audio version of the book is so much better because uh comedy friends will read the post and then they do commentary on it. Yeah, it's yeah. like, oh, we're and your were and your wacky mind was you on this. <laughs> and it and it's just a whole banter. And um at the book release, I had just gotten into uh his podcast and I hit him up and I was like, if you're into it, man, if you'd like to push your push your book, I've got a fairly large audience. Mm -hmm. I'd love to have you. And, uh, I mean, I got to meet and talk with my favorite comedian over Zoom, so I really did enjoy that. Oh, that's really
0: cool.
1: Uh, He's so funny. Mike Rainey is his name.
0: Uh Uh-huh. I'll have to look him up.
1: And uh, he does uh, his – I typically hate true crime, but his podcast is called Little Stinkers.
0: Oh, really? And so
1: it's not just, like, you know, Gypsy Rose, she just got out.
0: Uh Uh-huh.
1: And the only reason I had any idea who she was because was because of little stinkers he <laughs> he covered he covered her story. and so uh him and two of his comedy buddies are walking through like, you know, these serial killers or even like today's episode was with Sandusky out of Penn State uh-huh. who was a, oh, a was pedophile. Awful. yeah and and so these are the kind of uh they did R Kelly. Uh, y- you know, just these stinkers throughout history. Uh-huh. and like they're telling the story and you can tell that Rainey used to be a school teacher because i mean just like you do he he really backs up his homework with good uh-huh. research yeah and and he does a good job of putting everything together oh that's in, cool. a, ver- in a in a very comical way that's going to uh-huh. make you laugh e- even if it's kind of screwed up
0: yeah <laughs> well i hope he doesn't giggle as much as i do sometimes i get tickled when i'm I go. Oh, he does. I'm like going. Oh my god! How could these people be so stupid? I just get tickled at some of the some of the stuff. I'm I'm like going. Oh my god! I can't believe they did that.
1: And they 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 got caught.
0: And they wondered why they got caught.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And I think he's got like a sister in law or something who is like a professional makeup artist. But he covered Uh the Travis the chimp story. Uh Uh And she did prosthetic makeup to where he looked like a chimpanzee. Oh wow! And it it was so it was so wild. Like, and he did the whole episode like holding a banana. And it, oh, was, wow. it was It was this the funniest thing. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that was that was probably it, it. was a it was a fun time. And uh, uh,
0: so, what's next for you? What are you going to? Uh, you gonna, I, You got plans for the podcast to expand or what's your big dream?
1: I've right now is of uh, yeah expanding absolutely of uh, going down to Hattiesburg I've I'm in love with that town right now of uh, I'm trying to catch as many uh business owners uh musicians in Hattiesburg as I can uh so the next couple of months is probably going to be a heavy focus on Hattiesburg Laurel and that part of Mississippi of uh, I've got a few things national of uh, Hung up. I am obsessed with the Philadelphia, Pennsylvania uh, comic scene. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm going to try to continue to connect with those guys and have each of them on. That'll probably take me some time.
0: Okay, so I'm going to tell you a funny story. There's a guy in Philly who's from England. He actually, I think he used used to be in a band with Ian. He plays guitar. His name is Nigel. But he's got all his friends. He's now he's now called Duke. But he's, oh. from, he's from Manchester, England. So he, I mean, he's definitely not a Duke. But anyways, he likes to be called. Yeah, Duke. he <laughs> that's great. So his his barber shop in the in the day is a barbershop. and in the evening, and I and maybe it's just become full time. I don't know, but uh, he has people that come and just jam in his and i think any he plays blues I, mm-hmm. you know these are the same people that think you know eric clapton is the blues and i have to go no 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 we have to talk about that but
1: no it's just that's just blues influenced.
0: yeah it's exactly that's, you know like yeah he loved the blues and yeah but it's not the blues let, let me take you to clarksdale and we'll talk about it. anyways but i think his new thing is um oh look we have uh my helper vinnie hollering back there sorry uh-oh. um he's 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 my he's my stranger danger alert
1: uh
0: <laughs> anyways you no, uh, no
1: creepers out there do
0: you uh, but sometimes we get people walk down the street and who don't you know yeah uh, know f- but anyways duke is in is in philly and he has some interesting people right now his obsession is jazz which i find interesting but whatever oh, is, yeah so uh but uh, i'm thinking if you ever go i'll just have to introduce you to we we'll have to introduce
1: you to Duke Nigel, and you can. Yeah, I'd I'd love that, but yeah, I just, yeah. uh, I've kind of picked like with the podcast, uh, right now is pick, like I had a a Birmingham, Alabama stint that I did for a while. Uh
0: huh. And
1: I, I I I did the Golden Triangle stint for a while, or it was a lot of Starkville in Columbus, which mm-hmm. I live there, very easy to do. Uh, I had the mobile stamp for a while and then it was Texas, California for a while. Uh, so like, I, I want to continue like knocking off big blocks, but, uh, Clarksdale is, is on the menu. I want to get over there and spend some time with those guys. Mm-hmm. I've my main focus until April is porch fest. Mm-hmm. I want to, I want to make sure that, uh. Everyone that I get signed up and ready to play, I want to make sure that uh, they're well taken care of. They don't have any questions, and uh, finding sponsorship money and making sure everybody gets paid what I believe they deserve. Mm-hmm. And and after April is, hey,
0: have you applied for a quality of life uh, grant from the CVB?
1: I'm glad you said that. I guess I should.
0: Yeah, I mean, you can get up to. I mean. Leroy Brooks and Kareem Kabir for their uh for their neighborhood events they're getting $15,000 $10,000 grants.
1: Oh mercy. I mean that would that would be that would be a game changer.
0: Yeah. So, you and might I have would, to, I, you I, might have, I to, mean to, I... there if you just put quality of life um grants and and the Columbus Visitors Bureau I downloaded it for a friend the other day, so that they because they couldn't find it on the website. So it's not easy to find, but but if you just Google it, it comes right up.
1: I will definitely do that. Uh, yeah, yeah, and and that's that's one thing that I've been working on since November is uh, trying to find different grants or even the city uh, has a
0: grant. Also, they have some grant. ARPA. I don't know if the ARPA money will apply to it. You might have to form a. 501c3 to do it, but if you have can prove you filed a 501c3 in the state of Mississippi, you're considered one, so you can go ahead and apply for grants.
1: Oh, cool! Well, there there
0: you, go. you learned something new today. Uh, welcome, welcome I've lear-
1: to the world. I've learned quite a few things today. But, uh, <laughs> uh, it's it's always good to talk to you, Shannon. But yes, uh, I mean just back to what we were talking about with culture is when I get this porch fest wrapped up is I mean beginning to look to what we could do next uh, doing the podcast uh two times a week three times a week is great I love doing it I love sharing people's stories I want to continue to do that but I also want to have something real and tangible in the community
0: yeah I, and, I, I think uh, that's important but I, I mean I kind of feel the same way I'm not sure how to wrap my head around it yet but I think I'm working toward it and I think that I mean you know, as long come, as
1: come set up a booth at Porch Fest and like, you know, like, I'm sure there'll be people there very familiar with what you do. And then, I mean, they can get to know you and you can maybe pick up some new listeners.
0: Well, if you'd like I, to. I, it might be fun to record people, get them to record their what what their story is.
1: Yeah, I've I've got it right over there. I got a little Walkman. And uh, that's what I've been doing lately is when I go out to these shows like at Monson Brothers, like uh during the break or when they finish up is hey if you don't mind can will you come and sit with me in my truck or I'll sit in I'll sit with you in your vehicle and give me 15-20 minutes and tell me your story Mm -hmm. and like I've done quite a few episodes like that and the quality of it is fine it
0: Mm -hmm. sounds
1: it's not like you're talking through the, the ocean or something
0: well, I've just started using, let me think if I can find the name of it. I've just started using a s- StreamYard. Are you familiar with StreamYard? I'm not. Well, I've got it as an app on my phone, but I use it on my computer too. Not We're not using it tonight because I'm really teaching it to myself. But StreamYard, you can do the same thing. And so it captures it, but it's in the cloud and it's in your StreamYard account. And then you can just mm-hmm. download but I've also done it where I just do it on my, on my phone and upload it to YouTube.
1: Yeah. I've, I've done quite a few things like that is like, just record. I've got a little, cause I, I hate just like recording off the phone microphone. Now they're, they're not bad microphones, but I've, I've got a little microphone that hooks up yeah. to my phone.
0: Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I've got yeah. a little handheld zoom recorder that does
1: that. Yeah. I've Yeah. That's my little Waltman is a, a little uh-huh. zoom too. And like a lot of times if I need to, I'll put it up uh, as a private video on my YouTube, and then I'll come back, download and get it, and it. Yeah. Dra- yeah, dress it up, whatever I need to do.
0: Yeah. Well, hmm. where can this audience find you? How can they follow you? Where can they find you?
1: Oh yeah, of on the social media of Facebook, Instagram, of uh, X, formerly known as Twitter, uh, Porch Talk One Hundred One will oh. lead you to me the logo is my face in neon with aviator sunglasses and uh as far as the podcast itself uh you can see some of these videos like this where it was a zoom call where i had mike rainey or a partridge or you, you can you can watch those conversations on the youtube page porch talk 101 and then any podcast app Wherever you find Tom Bigby Tails, I mean you you can find Port Show there.
0: Cool. So if you um wanted to leave my listeners with one thing to know about Columbus, what would it it could be history, it could be the people, it could be music, whatever. What one thing would you want Tom Bigby tells listeners to know about Columbus?
1: Some of the greatest people in the world. Um, I grew up on the outskirts of Columbus on the other side of the state line in the kennedy Millport, Alabama area. As soon as we were old enough to drive, we would go to Columbus to go to the movies, to go bowling, to go to Walmart, to do whatever. And then when I was old enough to do nightlife, to play at bars, that's where I hung out. I moved down to Mobile to the coast and I lived down there for six years and nothing against those people, but uh, the people of Columbus, Mississippi are incredible people that uh, I really love doing life with them. And it's one of the greatest communities I've ever been, been around.
0: Well, I want to thank you for coming on my show. I hope you'll come back when we get closer to Porch Fest, reach out to me and say, Hey, I want yeah. to be on your show.
1: Yeah, I've come back on mine. I mean, we got a lot to talk about when it comes to the blues.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm I'm serious. I'd like to support you in any way I can. Uh, I I I really enjoy your show. Um, you've led me to a lot of other podcasters that I've really enjoyed, and um, you know, maybe we could just do a a murder podcast together.
1: I'm with it, like uh <laughs> you know. <laughs> We like sit that, at Munson's
0: that, and talk about all the murders in Columbus.
1: <laughs> that that is that is one topic that I thought that I would never be into, and now I feel like I can halfway hold my own when it comes to that.
0: I tell you what, <laughs> there's been some interesting ones throughout history in this town.
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, not I know we're trying to get off here, but I I, I think it was maybe it may have been ten years ago now. Uh, the creek that uh, you're going toward the industrial side of Columbus, out toward Omnova, that creek by the railroad track. Uh, stray dog, or it may have been somebody's dog, but uh, that dog supposedly drug out a human skull. And, like, when they figured out, oh, this was uh, eight years ago, and it belonged to this this girl. And I don't know if it was, like, I think that's a – Historical thing when it comes to Columbus. Is, oh, well,
0: I need to know this one. I haven't, I haven't written about this one.
1: But I don't know if they ever figured out. Like that was as far as it went. Like they, I did, they found the school, They figured out who it belonged to, and then it was just a code case.
0: Oh wow! And it,
1: and it seems like there's a lot of code cases in this area.
0: There, are, there are, and and actually there are quite a few that the police are fairly certain. You know, the investigators know, but they just don't have enough evidence to close it in court. Yeah but you know usually people who do horrible things do horrible things again somewhere else or in the same area and unfortunately but I'm always fascinated because as I do these historical murders it's like I'm I'm like going wait a minute didn't I read about that about seven years ago in the paper (laughs) and it and it happened a hundred years ago you know Mm -hmm. but it's humanity is humanity and People are awful and evil, but then there's also great people. So we're no different than any other small town. I, I yeah. think that's the thing people don't understand. Columbus is filled with, I mean, we've got incredibly intelligent people. We've got great writers. We've got we've we've had great historical people who've come from this town, just like every other small town in America. Mm-hmm. But I think what's unique is that um, since we're from the South, we have to tell the story. Other people, you know, what's the what's the thing from Designing Women? We we don't hide our crazy. We bring it out on the porch and serve it iced tea and sh- put it on for the world to see. I mean, that's, that's the style.
1: Yeah, I mean, and, you know, just to go back to uh, Yours and I podcast just for a second is I think like a lot of uh, the listeners who are not from this area really are enamored with not only the story, but with the accent that it's told in. I know like, uh, my friends up in Buffalo that, uh, listen to the show. Uh, that was their first thing that they said is like, really love what you're doing, but I stayed for the accent.
0: Mm-hmm. But, you know, I I've like, worked what? hard to, I mean, I, to know ha- I still have an accent. Yeah. But let me, let me talk to my mama or gonna come out. Yeah. Or let me talk to my sister or, you know, let me get mad or, you know, but, um, it'll come out or I'll I'll sit around with all my, my friends I grew up with and the old Patswa comes out. But um, I think we, 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 we are, we're no more special than any other small town, honestly. But there, there's a charm about us and I don't know what it is. Clearly it's something because you and I both have, we got half of Japan listening to us apparently. (laughs)
1: Yeah. I'm telling you. And I mean, that's what I was going to tell you is like, every time I see you post your numbers, I was like the day it happens, I'm going to tell her, but I was like, you just passed me. (laughs) (laughs) And I, and I mean, I think that is just a, a credit to like your hard work. And I mean, your, your journalism is solid. You back up everything that you have and uh, you put everything together. And I have no idea how you do it. Like I have, I have tried doing like a solo episode of, you know, have my notes, have everything planned out. And then when I get done doing it, I was like, there's no way I'm posting that.
0: Oh, well, I do that. And then I just go, I just close my eyes. I mean, and just, and,
1: yeah.
0: you know, last night at the end of my episode, I was like, I was stammering. It was just such an upsetting content. Yeah. And then I was just like that, you know, and I'm like, oh, sh it is what it is. And I don't edit. I mean, I could, I don't have fancy music. I'm um, yeah. low tech. I don't want to be known for being polished. I want to be known for telling a good story.
1: Yeah, you, well, you're well on your way, and I think the numbers speak for themselves.
0: Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, mm-hmm.
1: I mean, I, I mean, every time I tune in, is I mean, what are we learning today? <laughs> and, and, and and you and you and you have a uh, there's a fire about it. Like, uh, like your your trajectory is. You might come from the top rope. And then, right when you think you're you're going back to the top rope again, and you're about to you about to lay somebody out, so I mean it's it's really well put together.
0: Well, thank you, I appreciate that.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I mean, so I, 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 I like I am I am not surprised by the the success.
0: <laughs> well, I, t- I tell you what, one of the things that one of the things that I I struggle with is I like, go oh, God, look, and and I know it's going to have some ups and downs, but did I hold? Was it good enough? Did it hold people's interest? And did I close the deal? Yeah. The worst thing is the next time I go to the library and and I'm reading something else and I stumble on an answer to the previous episode. I'm like, dang it. (laughs) (laughs) If I just waited a day, I could have added that. But I have no way of knowing because, you know, I'm in another court case or I'm in another docket Mm -hmm. or I'm, I'm in another house or whatever. And I'm like going, well, look what was going on. They were, you know, they were stealing this guy's wife or whatever. So Mm. one of the guys the other night I realized afterwards, and I came back and edited it. It was one of the few times I've edited it, but he he was he was married to his niece, his biological niece. I like no wonder they're crazy. I mean, Hmm. that was and these were well to do, very educated. Early 1840s. I mean, they knew better, but they still did. I mean, it's not unusual to marry cousins. That's been a thing in in cultures, not just ours in the South. I mean, that's that's still a thing that's in other cultures. It is not that unusual. But you, there's just like this sacrosanct thing. You don't marry your daughter, your sister's daughter. That's just nasty.
1: Yes, yeah, that's, that's like connecting a loop.
0: Yeah, that's just nasty. So, right. in, <laughs> But it Oof. happened, so yeah. you know who knows. Anyways, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show, and I do hope as you get, as we get closer to Porch Fest, um, I do hope you'll come on and 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 maybe a couple of times to update what's going on, and yeah. uh, to start generating interest, and we can get more people there. I, well, I'd love uh, to make yeah. it a standing room only, and people outside waiting to get in.
1: I I would too. I mean, I've someone asked the other day, like, "What's your number? What are you looking for?" I was like, "I want twenty five hundred people there." You What's know, they're they're and, and their jaw dropped, and I was like, "It's very doable."
0: It is. Let's.
1: It is. It is so doable. Uh huh. And so I'm. Mean, I mean, like, just with like this episode, I wouldn't mind like cross pollinating. I wouldn't mind like if you don't mind, uh, I'll throw this cross pollinate it.
0: Let's do it.
1: And, I mean, if if we decide, like, a couple weeks down the road and you come on Porch Talk and we're talking about the blues and, like, what you've been working on with the gravesites or whatever else, cross-pollinate it. And we'll just go back and forth like we did tonight.
0: I'd love that. I'd love to come back and talk about the the new movie that's coming out on uh, Mississippi John Hurt. That's a documentary that was just finished that we didn't – we had part of it but not, we just were more of a supporting agent. And I, I need to introduce you to John Hurt's granddaughter, Mary Frances, and you should have her on your, she looks just I, like him. She even wears I, his hat. She has one of his bowlers she wears all the time.
1: I, I would love that. And, you know, with those documentaries, even like when I go back and watch, I think it's free on YouTube now with the the fat possum uh-huh. or, or even like going back and looking at some of the early uh, Robert Johnson's or uh all that i was like you yeah, you're you're living too much in the fantasy like a lot of these things that you're saying is mm-hmm. like it's it's hearsay like do i believe he went to the crossroads no i think he got laughed out of town and he ended up play learning how to play guitar with someone who happened to hang out in a graveyard
0: well I mean, here you know? here's here's what we know he lived in baptist town in greenwood baptist town is an african-american community you can still go down there you can take a tour um he his house has now been destroyed but the men of baptist town the trucks would come by to pick up the men and the women to go work in the cotton fields and honey boy edwards lived down there he lived right next door to it like two houses down like right right, two houses down but Mm -hmm. but But Robert Johnson would literally hide under his bed so that when they looked in his window, they couldn't see him because they only made like 50 cents a day. But he could make a dollar to a dollar 50 a night sitting in a chair down in Baptist town when he wasn't playing in a juke somewhere, when he wasn't playing in a a, a, a house party or whatever. And so folks would come and spend their money they just earned in the fields. And he, so he was, he was sitting at home shredding all day while they were at work. So he mm-hmm. was just woodshedding and learning new stuff. I mean, I mean, let's be honest. It's, it's just hours and hours of work.
1: Yeah. I mean, like, uh, I do believe in that 10,000 hour rule, you know, to an extent, if you do anything, like if you sit down with something long enough, you're gonna, Unless you're just doing the same thing. No, you're going to get better. I mean, it's it's just like anything else. Uh yeah. even even like talking to Jimmy Duck Holmes about, you know, the the Bentonia style and Henry mm. Stuckey and even like when you get the story from somebody else, it's like I, I've got it, you know, from Jimmy. He may have been a young man at that time when he was learning from Henry, but I was like, I trust his account and the way it's told from him more than I'm gonna do your hearsay.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and he was there. Yeah. I mean, and he's uh, Jimmy's, you know, very interesting, colorful character, but when he gets down to it, he's a very honest man.
1: Uh, brutally honest.
0: Yeah. I really like him. I really respect him. Well, mm-hmm. let's do this again. Yeah, uh, yeah uh, we get This off was here. fun. You and I could talk forever.
1: <laughs> I believe so. Well, Shannon, thank you so much.
0: Thank you so much. And Pitch your podcast again right now. What's it called?
1: Uh, Porch Talk. And uh, give it a check. Check it out. Uh, I've been interviewing musicians from all over the place, creatives and people like Shannon for five years. And I would love for you to come check out and see what I've done.
0: All right. I want to thank you, Alan, and my listeners for coming to the Tom Bigby Tales podcast. And until next time, we'll see you on the Tom Bigby River in Columbus, Mississippi.